0: You're listening to the Selling Social Podcast and we're your hosts. I'm Lauren Kelly. And I'm Sydney Lish. We're two entrepreneurs turned best friends, pulling back the curtain and taking you behind the scenes to show you what it really takes to build wildly successful brands.
1: You'll learn tools, tips, and strategies from top industry trailblazers that are paving the way in the world of social selling and building brands online.
0: This podcast is for you if you sell a product, a service, or your expertise. We are Selling Social. You ready? Let's
1: get it. Hey, you guys, welcome back to the Selling Social Podcast. We are so excited about this episode. Uh, it's You guys have Lauren and I today. We are doing a, uh, an episode together, and this episode is very special. I think both of us are really excited about it. Um, we're going to be talking about the main things that we have learned in recording over 50 episodes of our Selling Social Podcast in what? That's been like three
0: months. Three months.
1: Which yeah, is for starters, can we just tell us? That? Yeah.
0: <laughs> That's crazy. It's so, it's so
1: it's so exciting.
0: There was a podcast that we love and we saw them put up something like celebrating 600th episode and we're like, oh my gosh, we're going to be there before we know it. At this I, know.
1: <laughs> I know, I know. I'm so excited. So Laren, I want to ask you, cause you guys, we don't even know what each of us have learned. We didn't talk about this before. We're just going in kind of blind with each other of like our main takeaways. I'm sure we have some of the same ones, but what would you say after f- recording 50 episodes of a podcast, mind you four months ago or five months ago, we had no idea how to record, upload, or like produce a podcast in any way. And now we have 50 episodes out four months later. So what is the number one thing you've learned after recording 50 episodes?
0: I think the first thing is it's harder than it looks. (laughs) It's like, I went into it being like, oh, this is going to be easy. We got this. And then all of a sudden the first few episodes, I'm like, oh my gosh, I suck at this. And it was definitely a challenge to all of a sudden learn how to be a podcaster and learn how to interview, especially with two people interviewing guests and like went, like who talks when and how to flow with conversation and all the things that go along with it. So that for sure was a big adjustment for me at the beginning, um, was just learning my podcast voice and how this all works and finding that flow.
1: Oh my God. I 100% agree. (laughs) Like. I, I do want to say this. So, about a week before, I think Lauren and I had recorded between the two of us and between interviews. We did a ton of interviews in the beginning. I think we had recorded probably anywhere from like 10 to 15 episodes at the time. And Lauren, I remember you asked me, you were like, Do we suck? Like, do, <laughs> do we suck? And I remember sitting there and I was listening back to the episodes and I was like, we're awful. And this was like two or three, it was maybe, maybe up to a week before we were going to launch. And I remember almost thinking like, we're not going to launch this podcast. Like there's no way we're going to put this content out in the world. Cause it's so bad. We were so hard on ourselves. Mm-hmm. Um, we were so
0: hard on ourselves. We were so but hard we have to ourselves. admit the first, their first episode we recorded really was bad that we it didn't so even bad. put it up here, you guys. So yeah. you didn't even get to hear it. We redid that one later with John. Poor <laughs> John.
1: their yeah. <laughs> sacrificial lamb. Yeah. <laughs> No, it's so true. So I think yeah, definitely like it's harder than it looks also along with that too, the nuances of how to edit a podcast and how to upload it to anchor. And the fact that you have to connect anchor to Apple podcasts, like the nuances that I learned actually from John as well, shout out to John Stankowitz for helping us. Cause without him, this probably wouldn't have happened at all. Um, from a, a technology standpoint, but just learning all of those things, um, it's definitely been a huge learning curve. Well,
0: and I want to give you a shout out because a lot of people don't know this. A lot of people, when they start a podcast, they outsource it and they find people on Fiverr or just Upwork to like edit and do all of that. We are hundred percent self-produced, self-published. Mm-hmm. Um, And Sydney has learned all of that side of it. So I've done more of like the marketing creative side and she's done all of that editing, um, the uploading to anchor everything and learned it and it was not easy at first and now she's obviously got it down but um, huge credit to you for taking that on. Oh my gosh. Thanks. Well, I mean, I could say that about you with a lot of other things. <laughs>
1: so we each have our strengths, which is great. I actually enjoy editing the podcast and it's something that's fun and like meditative for me. Um, but yeah, definitely learning curves. That that was a huge one. It's, it's harder than it looks for sure. Also with interviewing, you guys tips on interviewing, like that was a huge learning curve for us with three people. The dynamic is so different than back and forth. Like to, you know, one on one, having two interviewers with one interviewee. Lauren and I had a really hard time of like first talking over each other, then neither of us asking a question. And I think we've definitely
0: gotten a lot better in that too. Or just feeling like it was too interview style. Like we would, they would say something and all of a sudden we'd pause and just ask the next question versus better transitions. I feel like we've gotten better with transitions too. 100%. Having conversations and setting the,
1: setting the intention with the person of what we want it to feel like. Yeah. What's another um, one of yours that you've learned? Uh, batch creation is the easiest way to run a podcast because each week, like let's say we have two or three episodes a week, which in the beginning we were really consistent with three. And then we wanted everyone to be able to catch up to the episodes that we had recorded. And we were just putting out so much content and having two now, Um, sometimes three a week. If you wait for that inspiration to hit you each week, and then it's like a day before you're supposed to launch the podcast, it's so, it can be so stressful to be like, I have to produce right now. Um, Where, for example, when we started, we batch created like 10 interviews. It was insane. We were doing like so many recordings each week. And then we were like a month ahead. Same. When I went to Florida, I sat in my hotel room an entire day and I recorded like five to 10 podcasts and I was set for the month. And so I really encourage people like whether you're doing a podcast, whether you're doing photo shoots, whatever it is, batch, create your content and that will help you so much so that you're not waiting for inspiration to strike. Um, and then if you're feeling inspired one day, you can go in record a podcast and, you know, have it launched
0: whenever. Yeah. I think going off of that too, like a big thing we've learned, or I feel like to have done well is like our partnership. Like if you're building a podcast with someone else going off of what she said, like, first of all, find what you're good at off of the first thing we said, find what you're good at and stay in your zone but then also like holding each other accountable. Sydney is really good at holding me accountable to things in a nice way um, without like micromanaging your partner, but being like, you know, this is what I need from you in the best way or vice versa is like finding that way to like communicate with one another. Like she obviously is the one editing. So it's like, if I have to create certain pieces of content and get it to her in time, like the right ways to like have that partnership and hold each other accountable is so important.
1: What would you say is effective in that way? So let's say someone is a partner. Also, it's way more fun doing a podcast with two people and it's half the work. That's like, like something I've yeah. talked about before. Like if I was doing this solo, I wouldn't have gotten this far and I would have probably created a quarter of the content we've created and it would have been so much more boring. Um, but well, what's a good
0: way- like, you'd be like, yeah. cool, I hit 50, but it's just not as fun when you don't have that person to celebrate with.
1: Yeah. I'm, I'm really appreciative of having two of us. Um, what would be like, let's say someone's partnered with someone else. They're doing a podcast or they're just business partners. What are some good ways that you feel like it's not us holding each other accountable in a bad way. It feels really good. It feels, um, you know, not like we're calling each other out on our shit and like making each other feel <laughs> like awful, but it's like for the better of the business.
0: Well, I think, you know, for one planet out, like, um, you know, making sure Like, we've, I feel like we've done a really good job of being like, okay, Fridays, like, block out Fridays, at least we're catching up as partners, or we're recording podcasts, or we're putting guests on these specific days. So if you have someone and you're doing a podcast with them, or maybe it's a business partner in general, is like, how are you holding yourselves accountable? Making sure at least once a month, you guys are having a meeting meeting. That's like a strategy session and mapping out your goals. Like, what are you actually working toward? Like, what is your intention with the podcast or anything that you're creating? What's the intention that you're working toward? And then like have actual scheduled time blocked out, because if you don't have it scheduled, it's not going to happen. And I think we're all busy. Like Sydney's running a full company. I'm running a full other company. Like we're busy people so it's like we have to have that time blocked out to be more intentional with each other and then as far as yeah holding each other accountable it's just out of respect like you're not sitting accusing being like hey you didn't do this it's coming from a place of love like um hey just a reminder like this is what I need from you and it's just coming there's no like there's no other emotion in it. It's just business, you know? And I think that's where a lot of partnerships I think go wrong, um, in a lot of ways for all those reasons that they're not doing those things. What about you? What do you feel?
1: I think, I mean, I think what happens when you own a business and you're new or you're, you know, just a few years in, it's like, it's easier to just like not hold each other accountable. Cause it's like, Mm -hmm. oh, well, if they don't get it to me, then like, it's, you know, they didn't get it to me. But it's like, at the end of the day, you're both responsible for what happens in the business. And it's like there's different things that like, I'm really motivated to get done. And then there's things I'm not going to be motivated to get done. And I would rather have Laren be like, Hey, we need to have this. Like there was one time I remember we were doing reels and you're like, Hey, you can record this reel. And I was like, Oh, I resist that. And so if I don't (laughs) do it, no one's going to get mad at us. Like no one's going to like, we don't have a teacher sitting there, like telling us to get stuff done or a boss. It's like, it's just us. And so there's going to have to be times where we call each other out in a really nice way of like, Hey, you can do this. I'll do this, and then it gets done, and we're not, you know, it's for the good of the business, but it's really easy to avoid, you know, for both of us, it's really easy to avoid and not get done.
0: Well, and if you know, if it's just you, it's easy to be like, oh, I'll just skip this week. But when you have a partner, that affects them. That's their business and their brand too, you know. And it's like Sid needed a podcast episode from me, and I'm like, okay, I'm gonna make it happen today by the end of. Today, even if it's for tomorrow, because it's I, if it were me, maybe I probably wouldn't, I'd still do it. But some people might be like, oh, I'll just skip this week. I have a lot going on. But it's like, no, this affects the other person. Like, show up for that person. Yes. So it's like, mm-hmm. it's up for your audience. So, yeah. Um, I think consistency too, is so huge. I was just going to say that's my next point. (laughs) Consistency. Yeah. Like the consistency of it, like we committed to three episodes a week and we have followed through. I think there was one week that we only did two and it's like the consistency of it is so important and following through with that. Yep. And on with that, I remember that one of the weeks
1: I did not feel like recording a podcast. I was like, I don't want to do this. I don't feel good today. I, I literally didn't want, I mean, it was just one of those days and I had to get an episode up the next day. And it was the like number one episode that people have reached out to me being like that episode changed my life. And in my head, I was like, no one's going to care. No one's going to miss if I even recorded an episode and uploaded it or not. And it ended up being something that people like reached out to me directly being like, this episode was a game changer for me. Thank you for posting it. And so just know that like your consistency matters, not only for your own integrity and building your self-confidence. Cause if you're consistent and in integrity with what you said you were going to do, that's going to grow your confidence and grow your self-esteem. But it's also like people actually are watching, people are listening. They're seeing if you're showing up or not. So consistency is
0: huge. Yeah. I love that so much. Mm -hmm. Um, I, what, what do you think has been your most favorite episode of the first 50, which one like really stood out to you or impacted you the most? Oh, that's such a good question. Um,
1: You know, I would say so many, the top three would probably be their interviews. Cause like when we're talking, we're just, we already know that information. That's not gonna stand out for me. So I'd say the interviews that really landed for me, the Enneagram by Tracy O'Malley, which was one of our first ones. I think it was one of our highest listened to ones. Um, and then I loved Sandy Glant. Sandy Glant was so incredible. We just got off of that podcast feeling so energized, so good. Women's week was baller. Like Mm -hmm. everyone on women's week. I was (laughs) so impressed. Like I can't even decide like Aisha and Daz were amazing. Angel was awesome. Lori Harder, of course, is a classic. Like, how can you not love that episode? There's just so many amazing women and men that we've had on the podcast. And I I can't even decide, but those are like some of my tops.
0: Yeah. I would for sure. Yeah. I I loved, um, Sandy's and I think that we got, yeah, I mean, all of them, we've had such great feedback on all of them in such different ways. And Tracy's was hands down. I think what I heard the most from people, um, was that one. And we're definitely going to bring her on again and go deeper into the Enneagram for sure. Yeah, no, it's,
1: it's so good. And we also have so many exciting new interviews coming up because we're doing now Mm -hmm. another badge creation season. Um, and it's I think it's gonna be a really good like season two of the yeah. podcast.
0: Can um, I have a question for you. What do you feel like you've learned about yourself the most in the past three months or four months?
1: Oof. Do you have an answer to this? No. <laughs> I'm <laughs> like ooh, I you it's know like, learned, I don't know. I've learned a lot. I think um a few a few of the things that I would say just right off the top are like. We can, I, I can figure out anything if I really want to do something. My goal was by the end of 2021, so by the end of this year was to start, start a podcast. And we started it within 11 days of the beginning of the year, because we just decided to do it. We didn't know what we were doing. Like we can literally figure out anything we put our minds to. Um, so that was a big, a big lesson for me. And the only way to get better at anything is just by doing it. And I already knew that. But really doing the podcast was so out of our wheelhouse, at least my wheelhouse. I had never done anything like it. Uh, and, and we were so bad in the beginning. Like we literally felt so bad. And now I feel very comfortable. I feel like I can be myself. I feel like I'm really finding my voice. And so I think that, you know, at the end of the day for me, a big, a big learning lesson was the only way that I'm ever going to get good or better at anything is just by simply doing it and, and failing forward.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I love that. What about you? I think, cause I've always, I've always labeled myself as like a bad teacher and totally you better, have, which is yeah so I'm a better coach one-on-one or giving advice and things like that. But I've never felt like I could get on zoom and, or get on a podcast and just talk to nobody and teach. And so I think that's the biggest thing. And I don't think that I'm by any means great at it yet, but it's definitely something that I felt like I've worked on. Um, is learning how to communicate my thought process when it's not coaching someone sitting across from me.
1: Mm-hmm. And
0: it's being able to like, be like, how do you format this and teach to an entire audience? You can't see is such a different, you know, it's such a different shift. Yep. And so that's been a big one for me, I think. And um, just, yeah, the fact that we did it, like we've wanted to do this for so long. And I just, also, I think too, the things that come easy, no, I did. Actually, that's not true. Sometimes when things don't come easy, they're more meant to be because you have to work hard to get it. But when things flow really easy, you know, you're in alignment. And I think our relationship from the second we met to building this podcast to how we've done it has felt very in the flow that it's just like meant to be for sure. That's how, you, that's how I really know we're on the right track.
1: I agree. It's never, it's never felt hard. It's never been like, this is so hard. We can't figure like it always just felt right. Um, what do you think the the hardest thing or the thing that you like the least about podcasting or like the, the biggest thing you've overcome since we started the podcast would be?
0: Um just I think yeah, like getting people on guests and like breaking through that nervousness. Like it's you know, put Lori hard harder on and it's you have nervous energy, you totally. know, put these amazing badass people on and it's kind of like yeah, it's a little bit nervous at first. Uh, And then just realizing like, it's just a conversation as if you're sitting around having coffee with them and breaking through that. Yeah. What about you? Uh,
1: I think for me in the beginning, it was uh, starting like, like trying not to be like other people in the podcast space. Like I actually unsubscribed to every single podcast after about two or three months, because I found myself being so obsessed with listening to other people and trying to take on different aspects, which I think is good in the beginning, but then I was doing it so much that I was losing who I actually was in my voice and what I wanted to say and what my message was and what our message is selling social was. And so I went once I unsubscribed and stopped listening every day to three or four podcasts, because I was like listening to that much, it actually allowed brain space for me to be like, what do I want to say? And I think really ever since then, my episodes have been a lot better. I've been more clear. And I've also found my voice so much more through that hey family okay I'm just jumping in in the middle of this episode to share our text community here's the deal it's tough running a couple businesses Lauren and I both have a few businesses um, to stay in touch with everyone on a really intimate level and so what we did was we created a community for all of you to pop in and shoot us your text questions shoot us your business questions shoot us your you know entrepreneurial venture questions your daily struggles um, and to really give you guys tangible, business for breakfast tips every single morning, Monday through Friday. And just let me tell you, it is us texting you back and we stay in touch with everyone really closely through this app. It's just a very streamlined way for us to stay connected with you and to really support you in your ventures. Um, And this is all about you guys. So please give us a text at 303 529 one, two, nine, one, and we will get back to you. And yes, again, it is us texting you, Um, but we're really excited about this. And we just think it's such a great way to stay so plugged in and so interactive with you guys. So please again, text us three Oh three five, two, nine, one, two, nine, one. Let's
0: jump back into the episode. Enjoy. Yes, I have a question for you. Um, What three things have you learned from not just about yourself, but like if you look at all the podcast episodes, what have you actually learned Mm. you've applied in your business?
1: That's such a good question. I would say Overarching themes that I've learned, or specific things I've learned. I think from the Enneagram episode, particularly, and I don't know why this really stuck with me, it was learning. this is so random, but it was learning that my wing type was not an eight and it had to be a one or a a two and a four, which actually has helped me a lot. So like with the Enneagram wings, um, you don't have wings that are not like directly below, below or above your actual true number. And for me, that actually helped me not feel like I had to be so intense. It was like, I identified as a three wing eight, where I actually know that my wings are a two and a four, which is very like individualistic for a four and two is a very supporting role and a helper and like kind hearted and motivated by different things. And I think that actually helped me feel more myself. It was like, Oh, actually this is okay to be like this because it's part of my wing and it's part of my superpower. Um, that was one thing that's really helped me in my business. It's also, Oh, help me understand people I'm working with people I'm coaching. So the Enneagram episode, I took so many, so many big things away. Um, Sandy glance episode. I definitely took away. Um, just so many different productivity things like calendar scheduling, hiring out new people. Same with Lauren Salone. I learned a lot um, about how she schedules her weeks. That one helped me a ton. And then I would also say from you, which ended up turning into a course that we created, the brand mapping activity has changed my life. It's changed so many people's lives in my life. And um, it's something that I know is it's the foundation of any successful business is the brand mapping course that we actually ended up creating from our original podcast. And that, that's like the number one thing that I would say has been the most beneficial in my messaging and, you know, people in my life who have used it.
0: Mm-hmm. For sure.
1: How about you? Say,
0: um, I would say, I love the Enneagram and what you said, but I'll also tag on to that of just that kind of going back to the partnership too, like when you're the same Enneagram, like how you're communicating with another. So I think from, from you guys listening, those are really important and valuable. Like if you have a partnership in business or a podcast is understanding what their Enneagram is, their color codes, how they're motivated, how they learn, all of those things are so valuable or how you communicate, how they, you need to check in on, how are they feeling? Those type of things are really valuable. Um, I would also say from the creative label one, like the biggest things you need in 2020, 2021 are like getting on audio, making sure like your content's linking to Pinterest and you're like transcribing and like making sure you're touching all the different social media platforms. And then I would say um, one of the last ones is more of what I've realized from our audience is how much people learn with activities or exercises. So for example, our top rated podcasts were like the focus funnel or the brand mapping or activities that people can get into action and actually apply right then, not just inspired or valuable tips, but there it's an actual system. And so I I love the mix that we have between like guests, inspiration, personal development, and then those strategy ones that people um, have given us great feedback from.
1: Yeah, I think that's one of the biggest things that I learned from you when we first started was it was really important for you to for for people to leave an interview podcast or for people to leave every podcast with a valuable takeaway that they can then go move into action, inspired action, and apply into their business. And I remember you saying that instead of just hearing people's stories and hearing the inspiration, it's like what is an actual system that that person can train to then take away. I think that's something that's really really powerful that I learned from you. Um, what is your intention for season 2 of the Selling Social
0: podcast? Oh, I'm so excited. Um well for starters I think where it's going to go from here not even just the podcast but the like epic community that we're building of just people like everyone that we've attracted is just incredible like female entrepreneurs and all the systems all the things we're coming out with from courses to so much more we can't even talk about yet. I am mm-hmm. so excited. But um also, we poured our hearts in for three months, develop our first physical product that we're going to be launching here and just so many different things that are coming that are going to help you guys just like take your business and your life to the next level.
1: Yes. Oh my what God. about you?
0: Um,
1: yeah, my, my intention is just to like, keep, keep stretching our creative plates and mm-hmm. to like continue to do things that are out of our comfort zone. Like mm-hmm. we've created, you know, a physical product that's been really out of our comfort zone with like even getting it done. Um, and, and the time that it's taken to do that, you know, the course that we have, that's launching, it's, it's just things that both of us have never really done and we're executing on them. And it's just continuing to execute on those things because we know it's going to serve you guys that are listening. And, and that's really at the end of the day, what matters, um, and to have fun doing it, to just have fun and, and also um, for me, it, a lot of it has to do with like stretching my business and entrepreneurial um, hat even further than it has been and, and doing things that we've never done, like hiring people, onboarding people like that. That's really exciting to me in this,
0: yeah, like in this new team.
1: Yes, exactly. Which actually We're gonna be posting this soon, you guys, but we are looking to bring some people on in the near future. So we're really excited about that. And if you guys know anyone who's interested or you are personally interested, reach out and we can go through a little interview process with you. But um, I think this was a pretty good episode. The the top things we've learned in 50 episodes, we've definitely learned a lot. Um, And we're just, we're excited. You guys, whatever feedback you have, if you have anything you wanna learn about, if you have any systems you'd really like for us to touch on, um, different topics you wanna hear about, we are obviously always open to um, ideas and and really just serving you guys at the highest level that we can.
0: And thank you so much for supporting us. Like Mm -hmm. this, you know, the support we've had through this first 50 is just absolutely incredible. And we just are really grateful for all of you listening.
1: The amount of like authentic engagement and promotion we've had, it means so much. Like It never goes unnoticed. And we always message each other. We're like, did you just see that? That was so sweet. You know, we always talk about you guys. So we're grateful for you. Anything else, Lauren?
0: No, thank you. We'll see you in season two. Bye guys. Thank you so much for listening to the Selling Social Podcast. If you loved this episode, if you found so much value in this episode, if you're walking away with tips and takeaways to put you into inspired action in your business and your life, What would mean the most to us is if you shared this episode and paid the love forward to others. Go ahead right now, snapshot a photo of this episode on your phone, upload it to your IG stories, and tag us at Selling Social Podcast. And also make sure to go and subscribe to this podcast and write a review on your biggest takeaways so far. We would love to stay connected with you. So go ahead, whip out your phone and text the words Selling Social to 303 If you want to be a part of our community and you want to be like connected to like more ambitious female entrepreneurs doing big things in 2021, you want the mentorship, you want the support, you want the top strategies to apply to your business, you want to be a part of our events, all the good things, text the word community to 303-529-1291. And if you want like straight business for breakfast tips, literally you wanna wake up and eat business for breakfast with us every morning. You want tips, strategies. You want morning empowerment to just keep going after your calling that's been put on your heart. Text the words business for breakfast to 303-529-1291. And until next time, we'll see you soon.